Hello there. Hello there, and welcome back to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and our mission here at BU is to help the world become a happier place, one person at a time. Hope you are blessed and well out there. On this episode today, I wanted to get straight to it. I want to talk about a line that I heard in a book that really stuck with me and I thought was worth bringing to the podcast to talk about for a little while. I was reading a book all about a technique called EFT, Emotion Freedom Tapping. And I'm not going to get into the technique yet because I'm not deep enough into the book to feel confident enough to share you know, the practicalities of how the technique works. However, if I find after reading a book that it's worth bringing to the podcast, I will definitely bring that on a future episode. All I wanted to share today was a line in the book that really stuck with me when I heard it. And as soon as I heard it, I thought, I need to write that down. I need to capture that real quick, which I did. I was literally on my way to work. I stopped, picked up, got my phone out of my pocket, got the notes up and jotted the idea down because I didn't want to lose it. And I wanted to bring it here and speak about it today. Here's, here's the sentence, and then I'll get into why it was so important to me to, to bring it to the podcast. Any idea that cuts off possibility is a limiting belief. I'm going to say it again. Any idea that cuts off possibility is a limiting belief. The reason why this is so huge is because so many of us do not even realize how many limiting beliefs we have going on in the background, which is then altering, skewing, influencing the possibilities we see in our own lives. And as a teacher, this is something that I used to see all the time and still continue to see, where you can you can actually in real time see somebody's limiting beliefs come to the front. So let's say I'm in a maths lesson, right? And one of the children is finding maths particularly difficult. What you may find when I go and speak to them is they will say something that sounds like this. And you may relate to this. This may be something that you say about yourself in relation to maths. If it isn't maths, it might be another topic. It might be an aspect of your work. It might be an aspect of your health, relationships, whatever. And here's a sentence that I would hear that person say. I am no good at, insert the blank. In my example, it was maths. I'm no good at maths. Now, that idea is an example of a limiting belief. Why is that a limiting belief? Because if you think about what that person is saying, I'm no good at maths, that judgment and buying into that judgment cuts off the possibility of improving at maths or getting to a a place where we feel more comfortable with it. Because that belief is so strong, it then alters our approach, our attitude to, and our energy in that subject. And this is why Limiting beliefs are something that's definitely worth exploring and looking at. Because if you've got things that are limiting you, but you don't even realize that that's what's happening, then you can be going into a situation and you can be believing that the truth of the situation is that you are limited. However, it may not necessarily be that the limitation is a truth. It may be that that limitation is a belief. And so it's definitely worth exploring that. And so the obvious question then is, well, how do I explore it? Well, I'll give you a story that may illustrate how to do that. So a few years back, I used to run these almost like personal development workshops in Leeds, which is close to where I live now in Huddersfield. And one week I was talking about a great book called The Chimp Paradox, written by Professor, I hope I get his name right now, Steve Peters, 
pretty sure it's Steve Peters. If I've got it wrong, I'll put the right name in the show notes and I will apologize profusely, but I'm pretty sure it's Steve Peters. Now, I was doing a talk all about his book and some of the concepts in it. And I was talking about limiting beliefs and I was talking about how it can hold us back, it can limit us and it can skew our perception of ourselves and what we're capable of. Now, in the Chimp Paradox book, there's really cool images. And I went to the board and I said, I'll just draw this image for you. I hope you can work out what I'm trying to draw because I'm not that great at drawing. Now, obviously, in that moment, the the people who were there all started cracking up laughing and called me out because I had, in real time, without meaning to, I demonstrated how limiting beliefs can impact us. I went to the board and because in my mind I had told myself, I'm not a good artist, I'm not a good drawer, I'm not great at art, I then turned and apologized to them in advance for how terrible my drawing was going to be because that belief was active. That's a good example of what I mean. These things can almost lay in the background and lay dormant until we find ourselves in a situation where we are pushed into pushed out of our comfort zone and that triggering moment of being out of our comfort zone can make these things come up and we can see them really clearly. So in that moment, I recognized I have a limiting belief around art, around drawing, and about sharing, you know, my artistic <laughs> efforts with the world. Now, is that something that I went away and tried to resolve? And the short answer is no. And the reason why is because that limiting belief, although it's there, is not necessarily having a massive impact on my day-to-day life. It's not something that's holding me back in my work necessarily. It's not something that's holding me back in my ability to do this. So although it's there and I recognize and see it, there are other more, almost like more central limiting beliefs that it would it would be more, it'd be better for me to look at those first because they are directly impacting my day-to-day. They're things that are getting in the way of something that I would love to experience, something that I would love to do, but I'm not doing it because I've got this idea in my head which is holding me away from it. Now, another area of my life where I have had limiting beliefs in the past was all around this arena of singing. And now for those of you who come back to the podcast on a regular basis, you will know that I am a part of the Huddersfield Community Gospel Choir. Big up to all the choir. We had rehearsals last night. We've got a performance on Sunday and we were at it, like rehearsing the same song over and over and over, trying to get it right. So my voice is a little bit tired today. I hope it's not coming through on the on the episode But I worked hard last night, man. Jeez, like I worked really hard. But I'm digressing a little bit. The reason I brought up singing with the gospel choir is because I went through a period of time when I left secondary school and went to sixth form. Well, not so much in sixth form, um, because in sixth form, I used to sing quite a bit, actually. What I used to do was try and win karaoke competitions when we were all out in the pub to try and win some money. And then I'd use that money on a night out. But that's a different story for a different time. After sixth form, when I went to university, I got this real big hang-up around singing in public. And I don't know where it came from, but it was definitely there. And then what I found was the the, the desire to sing was still there. But at the same time, there was an idea, there was a thought that was blocking me. And the idea that was blocking me was more dominant than the desire to do it anyway. And so I stopped. And that's a great example of a limiting belief. There were obviously, and it's, to be honest with you, it's going to be difficult to put words to what that limiting belief was now because I'm not in that place anymore. But it was probably things like, 
What if people don't think that I'm a good singer? Somebody might not like this. Somebody might not think I'm any good. It was things like that, really. Fear of judgment was a big part of it. And those limiting ideas held me back from doing what I wanted to do in the arena of singing. Now, fast forward to now, I'm past that and beyond it. So it's that shows me and hopefully shows you that it's possible to transcend these ideas. And once we do, we free ourselves from like the shackles of being locked down by that idea. Like I, I, I literally felt like my, my lips were bolted shut, bolted shut. Even if I wanted to sing, I found it nigh impossible to express my voice and put it out there. And now I find that far easier to the point where, you know, around the home, I, I, I will sing freely. I mean, I don't mean like put on a performance, like who wants to live with that, right? <laughs> Kids will be like, shut up, dad. I don't mean in that way, but you know, just little things like might be washing up, put some tunes on, I'm singing along in the car, a nice tune comes on, I'm singing along. Like it got to the point where I wasn't even doing any of that. And now I do all those things freely. So don't feel like if you've got limiting beliefs that you've just got to stick with them and that you're stuck with them forever, like that you can never shift them there is something you can do to shift them. And so let's quickly get into what worked for me so that if you've got any any area of limiting beliefs that you've noticed already, then maybe what I say today may help you. So the first thing that we've got to do is we've got to see it. And obviously we circle back to this idea of awareness again and again, because this is the starting point for all of these things. We cannot do anything about something we can't even see. If we're not aware that a limiting belief is there, then it's as if it doesn't exist. We just feel like that's just the way it is. That's just the way I am. And so we continue in that way. However, when we spot something that we can see as a limiting belief and it no longer serves us, and that's the big point, we've got to reflect and ask ourselves that question. Is Does this belief, does this idea serve me or not? If the answer is yes, the idea serves you, whatever the idea is, then you're not going to be going out of your way to to try and let it go or release it or change it for something else or anything like that. What's the point? It's serving you. However, if you find something, if you find something that isn't serving you, what do we do with that? So as I said, step one, awareness. I recognize I have this limiting belief and it's holding me back. Now, here's what happened for me that's helped me. The next step from there is to look at the belief and examine it deeply. So how you examine it is up to you. The way I did it was I saw the belief for what it was, and then I put myself in a position intellectually where I said to myself, I'm not going to believe this, but I'm not going to disbelieve it either. I'm almost going to go and live my life and see what life says about this theory. And if life agrees... So if the experiences that I go into show that this idea is true, then I'll go along with it. But if if I have any experiences that are starting to show me that this belief is not accurate, then I have real life evidence which shows me that that thing that I was believing cannot be true. And when you have the evidence, the real life evidence in front of you, which is showing you that something that you thought was true isn't actually true, it's very difficult then to buy into it at the same level. And so that's what I did around singing. So I kept making little nudges that represented 
me committing to my desire to wanting to sing. So the first thing I did is I want I looked for an outlet for my singing. I found a gospel choir online. So my next step was, right, I found somewhere where I can go and do this. Let's get in touch. Let's make it happen. So I took the next step and I reached out to the choir director, asked, you know, if there was any slots available, what the vibe was. And he was very relaxed. Edwin is super relaxed. And he said, just come down, you know, just come, just come and join us. So now I've moved it on to the next stage. I've got an opportunity now where I'm going to be able to be in an environment where singing is going to be happening. So the belief's still there. The limiting belief is still there. The fear of judgment is still there. But my desire to do this is now growing. And now I'm going to feed the desire instead of feeding the fear. And so I rock up to the rehearsal and I had an absolute ball, like an absolute ball. I loved it. It was great to be in an environment where everybody was there for singing and, and you know, expressing themselves with the gospel music and, and all of that. It was an absolutely incredible experience. So my desire to sing now is like at the top level. And I did join in. I did everything that everybody else was doing on the night. Nobody knew the vibes I had going on, but I joined in. Now, here's the thing. In joining in, it was as if I was weakening the hold that that limiting belief had because I had been in an environment where I was doing the very thing that that limiting belief was saying was impossible and I was absolutely fine. And when you recognize that, there's something about recognizing, actually, I'm okay doing this. I'm safe, which sounds like a silly thing to say. But that limiting belief, the source of that is 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 the mind trying to keep you safe. It's as if it's created this threat around the thing that you're holding yourself back from in order to protect you from going there and getting out of your comfort zone and and and, and learn and leaning into these new things. So there's an element of of recognizing and seeing that you are okay performing the thing that seems impossible. You are safe doing it. Like no harm has come to you. And when you start to see that, then again, it's really difficult to believe in that limiting belief to the same depths that you did before, because you now have real world data, which proves the opposite. And so it's going to be nigh impossible to buy into it at the same level. And that's what happened for me. Over time, through repeated exposure and almost formulating a new idea in place of the limiting belief, I was, I was able to free myself from it. And so just to recap, step one, awareness, recognizing that it's there. Step two, asking myself, does this serve me? Does it not serve me? If the answer is, yes, it serves me, that's the end of the road. If the answer is, no, this does not serve me, then what is it that I want? And that's a better way of going about it than trying to oppose the belief directly, trying to oppose the the idea. That idea already has gas and momentum. It's already got energy behind it. So just saying, you know, say you were scared of flying, just saying, well, don't be scared is not going to help at all. It's not going to dislodge it. What is going to dislodge it is to, is to check in and see what is it that I want. And if for you, what you want is to eventually fly, then what we then do is we recognize that intention and we take an action which represents us moving closer to that intention so it might not be like getting straight on a plane and going you know going up into the sky and that might not be step one step one might be 
I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there now because I've changed the scenario. Step one might be, um, you know, choosing a destination for a holiday. That includes flying. Step one might be going to an airport and just watching planes take off again and again and again and recognizing, oh, that actually looks safe. The step one is going to be unique to you. It's going to be something that for you takes you closer to displacing, getting rid of, letting go of what that limiting belief was keeping you away from. So I'm not sure what the exact steps are. I'm just trying to throw out some practical examples, but hopefully you get the idea of what I'm saying. We do not need to become prisoners to our limiting beliefs. We do not need to keep these limiting beliefs forever just because we find ourselves with them. That's the game of freeing yourself up. It's not a game of, well, this is just who I am and this is the way I'm going to stay forever. More and more evidence in science and in sort of the development of the brain and the mind, when people are looking at that, we are starting to see more and more and more that it's far more elastic than we used to believe. You know, you say this whole thing about genetics and genetics being like the, the be-all and end-all and whatever genetics you've got, that's your lot and, and, and that's it. And obviously, in some cases, biologically, that's true. You know, your height is your height. There's not much you can do about that. Your eye color is your eye color. There's not much you can do about those things. However, in these sort of areas that we're talking about, like limiting beliefs, there are things that we can do to nudge things back towards the way that we would like them to be. And so I hope what I've said on this episode has given you a little bit of hope. If you found yourselves in the clutches of one of these ideas, that all is not lost. There is a way to let go, release, transform that limiting belief into something that serves you and allows you to live happily and freely in the way that you want to. I hope this episode has served you well. If it has and you've enjoyed it, then Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast because if you do, it means you'll never miss an episode when I put one out there. Also, feel free to share this with anybody who you think will gain benefit from it. I love to hear about when people have done that. And um, yeah, it just brings a smile to my face to feel, to, to recognize and see that what I'm doing is positively impacting people and then to the point where they're passing it on and it's positively impacting somebody else. So massive thank you to anybody who's done that. I really appreciate you listening. And then also passing it on and putting your word behind what I'm saying. Like, I really appreciate that. So thank you to everybody who's been doing that as well. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Looking forward to seeing you on the next one. Be you, be blessed, and I'll see you on the next episode.